Hey, everyone. Happy Wednesday. Thank you for listening to Triddle Time with Ramona Navery. Yes, we hope that your week is off to a great start. Wait, I think Wednesday's hump day. You've heard of that, right, Mom? Happy hump day. Oh, my gosh. You're on the same brain length as me. because I'm thinking It's not now. brain length, Mom. It's wavelength. Okay, well, thank you. But our brains are thinking the same. Yes. So how's that? Okay? Yes. That's how I look at it. So, yeah. You know, I make up my own definitions, my own idioms, my own sayings. So to me, we have the same brain pattern. We're on the same wavelength. Because I'm thinking, wow, we do our podcast on Wednesdays, like in the middle of the week. It's kind of like a good time to do a podcast, I think. You're right. It's a hump day. Yeah, it just, I think it's something that we can all look forward to together of like, ugh, let's get over yeah. Wednesday, but at least at least we get to all hang out and listen and catch up. Yeah, because Monday would be Monday blues. Friday, you're ready for the weekend. So Wednesday's the perfect time for people to listen to us, I think. Yeah. Well, regardless, this is our day, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're stuck with us on Wednesdays. We're making yeah. it work. Sorry if you don't like it, but... um. <laughs> So what's going on, Mom? How are we? You know what? I'm pretty good. Um, I'm going to go out to the Hamptons this weekend. I'm having a house full of friends, which I haven't done in a long time. Usually it's you and your friends. So I'm going to have a house full of friends this weekend. I'm excited about that. And Anyone last, staying in the lower level? <laughs> no, I'm not having that many people. Someone is staying in your room. Someone is staying in what we call the green room. And someone is staying on the main level by the grand piano. But no one's staying on the lower level. That's that's left for who? <laughs> <laughs> only it's only when we get a real houseful that we put people to the lower level. Anyway, just to set the record straight, the only reason I put Luann on the lower level because she was abstaining from alcohol, and we all like to party hardy, and I wanted her to be away from all the noise and excitement and party and drinking, and that was the reason. But she didn't like that, which I guess now I know. I mean, well, it's- obviously I know. It's a nice room, but it's definitely easy to just kind of really spin it and make it like, poor me, I'm stuck in the lower level basement when it's really First just... First of all, wait, it, a private, uh, your own bathroom with a steam shower, then you have a big lounge area with a big couch and big screen TV. It's not so bad. Mm-hmm. And then she has a separate entrance. So if she ever wants to sneak in or sneak out a guy, no one will know. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel it's a great option of being in the party without fully being in the party, you know? Exactly. So let's kind of jump into the tea right now because I feel like the main two things we should talk about first off is part three of Vanderpump Reunion came out. And I don't know how much you've been following or not, but this was the part that we've all been waiting for because Raquel finally came out and spoke. Wow. And what did she say? What did she have to say? So they dropped a big bomb. On what bomb? What more bombs can be dropped? I thought they dropped them all. Right. What more? Right. Well, first off, it was very interesting as an observer, not knowing that much information of just kind of how they all interacted with each other. It seemed like Raquel and Tom were kind of trying to justify some of the things that they did in terms of, well, that other people have hooked up in the friend group and things like that. But I just feel it's not the same when this is like one of your close friends. Raquel was best friends with Ariana that you don't do that. And with the long-term partner. Hello. That's like cheating. That's like a woman 
who has a best friend who's married and you start cheating on your best friend with your best friend's husband. No, it's like literally the same thing. I'm pretty sure. Same thing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that I maybe read that they were in like some kind of legal partnership. I'm not sure if that's true. So don't quote me on that. Um, They were together for many years. They were definitely together as a major. And, and Ariana also, she froze her eggs. um, But she luckily didn't freeze her eggs with his sperm. So that's something that we found out too. Because whoa, 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 whoa! You could actually—I thought you only freeze eggs. I didn't know you could freeze eggs with sperm. Yeah, I thought sperm was frozen, eggs were frozen. I never know you could freeze fertilized eggs. Mm-hmm. Wow, technology is crazy good. I guess. Yeah, well, at least it ended up working out where it's not fertilized with with hers. But the biggest the biggest tea that was dropped is well, first off, one. Tom made this really crazy comment about Mm -hmm. he hasn't hooked up with Ariana in a while. And when they hooked up, it wasn't even hot because she had her shirt on. So basically you're saying they didn't have sex anymore and they weren't making love. And when they did make love, she wasn't being sensual. He was like, it was meh. She had her shirt on. Like that was his response of trying to justify in some capacity. Can you imagine? Isn't that very degrading? Okay, I'm not trying to defend him, but I think what he's trying to say was the sexual attraction was gone. There's no, and men like to make love, and women like to make love, and I think he was saying that he was like bored with her sexually. But I, you don't say that, like some of the comments, you just like don't say that publicly, Mom. Well, he's on a reality TV, so he's saying what he feels. I don't know. This is like, you need to watch it because it's very, very, very twisted. But the, the kicker on top, essentially, that came out was Raquel ended up so for like they don't they don't have their questions or their answers rather aligned of timeline that's like the biggest thing Andy asked Tom has Raquel ever slept over in your home and been in your home and he said no and then Raquel like came out at the very end in her own like interview with the kicker of I can't lie anymore might as well just say everything when Ariana was out of town and her grandma passed away and she was at her funeral, I slept at their place and had sex with Tom while she That's was... That's disgusting. It, and she was in her house, in her bed, when her good friend was going to her grandmother's funeral. Okay, this is messed up here. Now I'm upset. Now I, I, I don't like this Tom guy. No, this is so wrong in so many levels beyond. And I blame Tom. Not so much Raquel, because she's young and impressionable, but Tom. Total lack of respect for his relationship. Maybe he's not having hot sex anymore. Okay. But you know what? Don't bring it into your home. Take her to a motel. Hotel. Not in your home with your significant partner. That's gross. And while she's at a funeral. Yeah, it's even worse. So that was was the crazy kicker. And it's just one of those things where watching how they try to defend themselves or just... They were so, like, non-remorseful. That's, I think, that's the worst part, I think. I, I saw, like I said, on Instagram, Tom speaking about the whole affair, and you could just see on his face, like, he doesn't even get it. I mean, Ariana, she escaped a bullet because he obviously is just unemotional. He's just not there emotionally at all. So in life, when you're going to be married to someone or have a partner with someone for 20, 30 years, you want them there. You want them there emotionally, mentally, and no, he's not. He's he's not capable, in my opinion. Yeah. So that was the 
the big kicker. Honestly, I thought it was, it was really bad, but I honestly thought it could have been worse. Wasn't well. Just go ahead. It's interesting. Um, on my Instagram today, it pulled up a page six. They did a TikTok with Ariana at the airport, and they say, "Do you feel sorry for Raquel or something like that?" And she said, "Yeah, I feel bad for her." So this woman, Ariana, I really feel like she is just so strong. And the fact that she can say she feels bad for Raquel, because actually Raquel messed up her whole life with this. And, and I think I, are, I read already that Tom's already kissing somebody else. He's already dating somebody else. So, yeah. Yeah. And they both crazy, admit, crazy well, stuff. on the reunion, they also both admitted to being in love. So that was also just... You, you can't, you know what? People go, is reality real? Is it scripted? No, it's not scripted. This is the true thing. This obviously... With this whole Vanderpump Rules reunion, you can't make up this stuff. You can't script this stuff. This is bigger than life. So we'll see what happens in terms of how all of that plays out. But it was definitely all over our social media and very, very trending. All Everyone knew what was going on. So definitely quite... It's crazy stuff for sure. Yeah, crazy, crazy. I you mean, can't make up this I stuff. mean, I wonder what's going to happen if they're going to renew or like how that works. Oh, that's funny you said that because that's what page six said. They said, uh, is Tom and Raquel coming back next season? And she said, well, I don't know. Ariana's like, I don't know. I'm not in charge. Yeah. Like, who knows what's going to happen? A lot of them have been filming, though, for like 10 or eight years together. Very long time. But I have no idea how that's going to play out because no it's messy. Either. I have no idea what production will think or not think. I mean, uh, I, yeah. I mean, maybe, okay, this is, I think. Yeah, I want to do I a think, prediction. Okay, my prediction is they get rid of Raquel and they keep Tom. Or they just get rid of both of them. Or they get rid of both of them. Uh, or keep one of them. Definitely, I say they keep Tom. Definitely not Raquel. Yeah, I say they keep Tom. If they do. But, like, yeah. we'll see. That's my prediction. I'm, I mean, I'm sure that maybe, like, they definitely should do another season because now everyone is watching and wanting oh, to no, know no. what's They're next. Oh, no, they're doing another season. And my prediction is they get rid of Raquel and they keep Tom. That's my prediction. Right, because Tom is still friends and partners with the other Tom. So there's still right. going to be that awkwardness. Yeah. Raquel was only on for a couple of years. Tom's been on for eight, ten years. Yeah. He's been on since the beginning. And I think Ariana is very mature. She doesn't hold any grudges and she'll be able to film with him. I, uh, or not. No, or, I, Mom, just, you did not see. She wrecked them. Like, she just fully went off on them constantly and so right uh, well time will tell right it always does Avery time will tell time will tell in terms of time will tell actually have you seen the trailer for the new Roni oh you mean all the new girls all the new six girls yeah have you seen Uh, it it's it's gonna be airing next month yeah July 16th will be airing it'll start in the middle of the summer and yes I did watch it what do you think? Well, number one, I thought there's a lot of swearing in the trailer. I never saw, I mean, I thought these women were supposed to be, and they seem to be very elegant and chic and sophisticated. And I never saw in any trailer more F words going and BI really? words. And, I didn't notice that. That's so hilarious. Oh, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I was shocked about that. And then also what I thought was interesting that they showed how this one woman, her name is, I think, I don't pronounce everything right, Jessel, J-E-S-S-E-L. Is that you pronunciate it, Jessel? I don't know. But anyway, this woman, J-E-S-S-E-L, <laughs> she's married to a man, and they have twins. And on the trailer, she says, someone says, when was the last time you had sex? 
The last time I had sex was when I gave birth to the twins. The twins are like, wait, I didn't catch that either. Am I? Did I just catch things about sex? (laughs) Did I just like marriage and relationships? Did I just like miss all of that? Because what I, what I took away was that they all look very like Instagram friendly. Um, very chic, very, a lot, you know, younger in some ways, which obviously makes sense. And then just kind of, I feel like partially because they don't all know each other. It's a lot of kind of potentially what you're saying is I didn't notice the cursing part, but butting heads and trying to kind of like cause drama in some ways. Right. It actually looked like a lot of forced drama to me. Right. But more importantly, I'm worried about this Giselle woman because uh, she's, I think her, her husband's name is Rafid, R-A-F-I-T, and they're not making love anymore. And that's, remember my whole rule? No matter what, children, no children, you, you, you shut that door every Saturday night. She needs to follow my rule. So Giselle, if you're listening, Saturday nights, you shut that door. Doesn't mean maybe you're making love, but at least you're having some intimate time with your husband because that's a downfall of a marriage. Oh, and then he said on the trailer, I'm going to go away for a while. She's like, what, what? So basically, he's leaving her with the kids, not taking her, not taking the kids. He's going away somewhere for a while. And she's like, what, what? So, yeah. Anything and else you just, noticed? Mm, well, I don't, you know, they're not truly friends. And I think what made um, the original Roni that I was on with Luann and Sonia and Jill and Dorinda, Kelly, we were actually genuine friends. We had a friendship. I mean, I still speak to Luann. I still speak to Dorinda. I mean, we have a genuine friendship, which is very, I guess, unusual. But that's what made our franchise so special. Well, in the sense of you knew each other for a while before filming. I think yeah, that's, yeah. well, that's the clarification. That's you, no, well, not sorry, everyone well, knows this. I need you to clarify for me, you know. Yeah, not, not, not everyone knows that you've known some of these women 10 plus years before you even started filming. And, 20 years. Right. Not a lot of people know that. How would you no, know that if you've never fully said it? All right. Everyone you have to listening. give some context, mom. Everyone who's listening, I've known many of these women for 20 years. 20 years. In fact, I met Dorinda when you went to pre-K. You were five years old so or four years old. And you what, you're 28 now. So 28 minus four is? 24. Known Dorinda for 24 years. Known Luann a very long time. Jill I've known for like 20 plus. Yeah, not long time. We had a long history together. Right. So you had the foundation of knowing each other socially versus a lot of these women we don't really i don't know i haven't like looked at like their friend chart but odds are no the new women don't know they just all came together for the show they're all cast for the show and you know what the thing is what i what i also know is like they're all so you know gorgeous and they're all so well dressed and so chic and you know when we did the show we, we you know we didn't look that chic and we didn't look that gorgeous and even you know when we did this last season we were not that well put together i mean they have these outfits on that are like Gosh, I mean, I, I maybe I dress like that for a black tie, but they're like dressing that every day when they're filming. They're all like so put together. I know that's why I said in some ways they're like Instagram, Instagrammable, and isn't oh, in- Instagrammable means looking very chic. Okay, I don't know the terminology because you're a millennium, so you have to. Educate I'm not a mil- millennial, millennial, millennial. Okay, millennial. Yeah, but I think that isn't this. I feel like we've had this conversation even where we talked about you know how that you started to get your makeup done and people before are now like getting all put together for filming when it's like, how real is that? But like, this is over the top look looking put together. Like, no, they're like, they're all, 
gorgeous. I mean, I remember, I call her Scout, but that's not her name. That's her Instagram handle, Scout in the City. I, I don't know how to pronounce her name either. S-A-I. She has like two kids, a husband. Sai, maybe. She is, I saw her in person. She's beautiful. You follow her Instagram every day. She's a different hairdo, a girlfriend. I mean, it's like she has a stylist. I mean, I, I don't know how she gets all these clothes together and this whole look together, but boy, she has it going. I, I guess you could watch the show for the fashion. The fashion is going to be unbelievable. Yeah, but we'll, we'll have to see about the... If there's any meat, any meat in it. Yes, exactly, exactly. We need the meat. In terms of when you were filming the ultimate girls trip, right? Not all mm-hmm. of you fully knew each other. Or maybe you That's just true. knew some of them through social media handles. Like, did, did you feel that in some way when you went, you, the women that you didn't know as well, or I'm, was it like a different dynamic with filming? Well, that's a very good question. Um, interesting enough, um, years ago, Bravo would bring all the housewives together more in social settings for media and um, for upfronts and all that thing, all that kind of stuff. So I already had a history with Kyle. Whenever I'd go to California, I'd have lunch with her, or dinner with her. I know her husband. I know her from Aspen. So Kyle, walking into Ultimate Girls Trip, I already had a friendship with her. Melissa Gorga, I had a friendship with her. Not that I went out with her a lot, but we always had this nice connection. We admired each other and liked each other. We've gone out a little bit socially. And uh, Kenya, I had no idea who she was. And we definitely, she was butting heads with me left and right. She made it very difficult for me on the trip. I mean, it was like, it's the first time I felt like saying, I wanted to stay in my room and not go out because she was attacking me nonstop. But they didn't even show that. They didn't even air all the t- things she did to me. But that's okay. It's... It is what it is. And uh, Cynthia, I just knew socially from, again, years ago, meeting her at fashion shows and this and that. So I didn't really have a bond with really Cynthia, but that, but she's very lovely, Cynthia. And I had no bond at all with Kenya. And um, Teresa, I didn't really have a really strong bond with either. I got to know her better, too. So, yeah, so it's, it's a different way of filming because... It's, 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 it's like being home when you fil- film with people you know, you know? It's like filming with family. It's like filming with family versus filming with strangers. So Ultimate Girls Trip for me was like half filming with family and half with strangers. Does that answer your question? Right. So do you think that translating that it just doesn't, the quality of filming and like the conversation just isn't as fun and authentic when you've watched um, some of it? Or I don't want to say it's not as as deep. It's not as um, I think charismatic because when you are filming with a, a friend that you have a real deep connection with, it comes across to the viewers and on the camera so much more real and and just deeper. And it's just a different level, you know. Um, when you don't know someone well, and you know, it's like when you do it like when someone goes on an interview for a news show or a, or a talk show. If the host knows them really well, it's like t- two best friends talking. So yeah, that's the difference. It's the difference filming with best friends, close friends, or like you know acquaintances. So there is a difference. So when, when we're doing Roni, I was doing Roni with all the girls. We were all close friends, and you could feel that. And I think that's why people related so well. If you're filming with people you don't know that well, well. It's just a different type of quality of relationships, right? That makes sense. Right. But I also think it will be interesting because if they all don't know each other, it's not like one person has a leg up. No, the person who's got the leg up is the person who's the strongest and right. is not afraid to open her mouth. Right. There is going to be, exactly. But maybe it also translates as potentially multiple people all trying yes. to like 
and then maybe it could be just chaos and not. (laughs) Well, we're going to have to watch and see what's going to happen on July 16th. Are we going to watch, though? I'm not going to watch. I mean, I don't, but I don't really watch. So that's like on brand for me. You should watch. I'll watch with you. Where will we be in July? July 16th, I'll be in the Hamptons. You'll be, where will you be? You'll be in Chicago. Probably in Chicago. Imagine we did like a little streaming party. We could actually watch it together on Zoom and make comments as we do it. But we're not going to stream it because, you know, we want to be politically correct and not, you know, say anything bad or too good or too bad. But, you know, anyway, no, I'm going to watch it. How can I no, not watch we should. it? I started the show. Yeah, I no, have to you watch. have Guess to what? watch. I ha- you know what? I don't watch a lot of TV, but I have to watch and it. And I will. This is my legacy. I patched the torch. Not, not so willingly. The apple. Actually, yeah, I'm really the angry. apple. You passed yes. the apple. Oh, I passed the apple. Yes. Not the torch. I passed the apple. But the torch, that's, that's correct too. But I think the yeah. apple. I'll the watch. Apple. And you know what? I hope they succeed. They seem like all lovely women. I met like three of them or four of them. And, you know, I hope they're successful. I really do. I only wish the best for women, you know, because women should support women. So I only hope the best for them. I really do. Because I'm really happy where I'm in my life. And to tell you the truth, the best thing was for me that Bravo didn't renew me because, or the show rather, the whole show, because I am living my best life. I really am, Avery. I mean, you know, you see what I'm doing now. I'm so much more relaxed. I look better. It's great. You know, it's like, you know, when the president goes in, to office, he looks really virile and young, and he comes out four years later. He looks like fifty years older. Doing the housewife show for thirty, though for three months, thirty days a month, three months, four months, you come out looking haggard. Everyone's saying now how young I look, how refreshed I look, how happy I am, how more relaxed. So you know what? Things happen for a reason. You have to believe in the end all result. Things happen for a reason. I've been very lucky in life, Avery and Singer. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we never really discussed the exit plan for if and when you were going to leave and what that was going to look like. Because I feel like for years I had mentioned to you, mom, like we need to come up with a plan B. Like you, you never know. Hopefully you'll get renewed. Maybe you won't get renewed. You can't always assume. They always do sometimes like the reshuffle, rejiggle. And like you were on for so long that like it's, I mean, I feel like when we, when you started, if you knew that you were going to be on for like over 10 years, you would have been like, that's crazy. I mean, in general, most TV shows don't go on that long. So it's an incredible achievement, accomplishment. Great, great, successful run. Yeah. And I think that you being able to do St. Bart's and the legacy is just kind of the cherry on top of closing this potential chapter, whatever it leads to in a different way. You're right. It's the best of all worlds because you know what? I do miss, I mean, I'm not saying I miss it because I've been off it for two years. I can't film anymore for three months. I just, I just don't want to do it. But to film for like 10 days, seven days in exotic plays with some great women, you know what? This is going to be fun. It's going to be great. It will it'll be really great. I'm yeah, really and I think it kind of too, when I got laid off from my job and I became full-time batch boss and doing this podcast with you and been working on these side dream job hustle projects. And I kind of said, it's like taking off the golden handcuffs in some ways, you know, that you need, you know, that you like maybe needed to leave, maybe you need to do something different or switch it up, but you don't like, you don't have the courage fully because you're not sure. And sometimes in life, people or situations decide for you and Absolutely. it's one of those things where it's just like looking back, being like, I know that this is 
like this is great how it ended up being when you don't necessarily fully understand it in the moment. And I feel like now it's been several months. We come to terms with our different futures and outlooks of just kind of we both had golden handcuffs removed around the same time, like literally within the same week. I know. Um, And you're right. And and you you always say, right, there's, I mean, there's so many profound sayings that are so true, like the grass isn't greener on the other side. One door closes, another one opens. And and, and it's, it's so true. So sometimes something negative that happens in your career is actually more often than not something really positive. So the fact that Bravo got rid of all of the original housewives and wanted to recast was actually something really good for me. It was really advantageous and wonderful. And, you know, I, I have the place in Palm Beach and I'm doing the podcast with you. I have my real estate license. And, you know, I just don't want to work that hard so much anymore. I mean, I've worked hard my whole life. This is a time when I'm still healthy and young. I'm not young, but I feel young. That I can just really, really enjoy my life. Like, why you're, not? You're, I worked hard to get here. You're phasing out of you're like in going into forced retirement no i'm not i'm always busy i mean i'm not really retired i just don't have to work so hard you know i saved a lot of money well you're entering your later you know it's like that it's like that bell curve you know it's don't say i'm entering my later years okay i'm in the prime of my life okay if anyone told me i'd be feeling this great at this age i go you're full of shit i feel better now than i did at 40 years old i feel better now then I, when I was, you know, in my 40s, I had you and I had my husband and I feel healthier and better and happier because I have no pressure, no pressure to get you in the right school, in the right college, no pressure to make money, no pressure to, you know, do all these, you know, things you're supposed to attain. I mean, I, I did it all. I've attained everything I want to attain. I'm right. But I think, I think that, life. right. I think, but that's like part of life is like you yeah. go through a lot of work and putting in so much effort into things. And now Absolutely. you're coming out on this beautiful side where yeah. you can live and enjoy your life. And like, I'm reaping the benefits, reaping finally the benefits. And like, but a lot of people don't do that. You know, they still work hard. They have all the financial gain in the world and all the money in their, in the world, in the bank account, but they still work their ass off. I want to enjoy my life. I want to work out, play tennis, have dinner parties, you know, travel. I mean, I just really want to enjoy my life. Right. And for everyone, that definition is different. Absolutely. You have to do what makes you happy, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I know one of my friend's dads, he decided to retire. And then a couple months in, he was like, I can't do this anymore. You know, just... All right. But he tried and he realized he couldn't do it. So that's okay. Yeah. You do you and I do me is always the classic, like, whatever right. works for you won't be offended. That's <laughs> a truism, for sure. So, Mom, let's get into some questions. Okay. I love the questions. Let's do it. Aaron asked, how do you stay consistent in moments of low energy or lack of motivation? Well, number one, I believe in getting a good night's sleep. I get more sleep than most people. I go to bed around 11, 12, and I don't get out of bed till 9 a.m. Okay, I know a lot of people have to go to work early, but I put in my dues and I work for always for myself. I get nine hours of sleep a night for sure. So if you have to get up at 7, then, you know, go to bed at 10. So I think sleep is really important because I think... In low energy and lack of motivation is because you're not getting enough rest. And exercise, exercise gets the endorphins going. So I think you need to do something every day to keep active. And then, of course, positive energy, you know, you have to be positive. So, but I know when I have that low kind of slump or whatever, I go, okay, let me go for a run. Let me go to a gym class. Let me go work out. Let me just take a big walk in the park. 
I think a physical exercise really motivates you and it kind of gets you going and pumps you up. Yes, I totally agree. I definitely struggle with feeling motivated sometimes um, for honestly a while. And something that definitely helps me is being intentional with my time. Because sometimes I feel like I could be working from home and just all of a sudden it's six o'clock and I haven't even gone outside yet and I'm feeling slumpy and I'm feeling slow. And I think trying to keep a routine as much as you can and reward yourself or do little things that you love of like going to get your favorite coffee once a week to make you go and like go on that longer walk or whatever that is. I think that recognizing and knowing that it's okay to have those feelings and you're not alone in this and that they will pass and that to keep, um, I, I took this class and, um, my, one of my like life career coaches, shout out Jack, um, she would say to us that you need to think of it as a nourishment menu of what do you oh, love like to that. do that makes you happy. Yeah, Jack Gould, she's amazing. I took her like eight week class and I kind of wrote down a list of things that make me happy. So going on a walk, like eating healthy, dancing with my girlfriends, yoga, dancing with your girlfriends, drinking water. <laughs> Like it can be small things, but it's reading a book, listening to a nice podcast and you kind of can do a self check-in every day of, okay, what are the things that fill me up that I can do that I can control? Because so much of our time I feel in like the classic narrative is like, you need to think about how to fill yourself up before you can help others. Like kind of like the whole thing. With when you're on love the airplane, before you can love someone else, yeah. With on the airplane, helping yourself with the mask before others, and I think it's one of those things where, you know, we give, we give, we give, and sometimes we forget about ourselves. So it's always Absolutely. to making sure that you're not oversharing or pouring your cup out too much and not leaving anything for yourself. So I think doing that like cute little nourishment menu, what do I love that makes me happy for me time, little things really do help. Rush. It's a rush. It's an up. It's a high. A natural high. I agree with you. Absolutely. Okay. And let's do one more question. This is from Ann Hill. And she asks, what do you wish you knew when you were 25 that you now know? Oh, very simple. Don't rush your life. In other words, at 25, I'm like, oh, I should be married by my late 20s. I should have babies. What, am I going to make any money? Will I be happy later in life? You know what? Don't push it. Don't rush it. Live in the moment. Live in the moment. Yes, it's good to have goals. Goals are important. Aspirations are important. Positive energy is important. Manifesting is important, but live in the moment. I wish I lived more in the moment and I didn't worry so much. You know, what do you call it? The quarter of a century? Quarter life crisis is such a thing. Yeah. I had it. I'm still kind of going through in different ways. And it's okay if we don't have the answers to all these things. And I think it's nice to have goals, but the biggest thing of life should be the journey, the process. It's not once I make a hundred thousand or once I make 200,000, then I'll be happy. Or once I get married, then I'll be happy or whatever that is, because then you're just missing everything else along the way. In the moment, especially when you're 25. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I'm 28. And I think that it's one of those things where time is just going to go. And it's, it is, it's, but sometimes it's, it's hard to be present. Like that's, the big issue too with social media and people are future tripping or people are focusing on their past or various things right like that. Like 
Eckhart Tolle, he wrote this book. It's called The Power of Now. And Mm -hmm. the only thing that you can control in this moment that I should really is literally me looking at you, talking to you, recording this podcast. I can't, my future self doesn't matter. My past self doesn't matter. I can't fix that. And it's really hard though to remain so present. And I think that we all, you know, do that more as we wrap up on this podcast today of this episode, I think that everyone should kind of take a second and really just close your eyes and think of the actual present moment. Do a little like breathing exercise, like namaste. But yeah, I think that it's something that I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, trust me, I'm doing a lot of self-help here. So I'm just kind of preaching from what I listen to. Um, It makes a lot of sense. What you're saying makes a lot of sense. A lot of it I just do organically. I just, I never read all these things and listened to all these things. It's just kind of been my mantra through my whole life. Right. But a lot of people don't know that. I mean, no, I know lit- that. I literally that. one of, one of my close friends writes his goals on a sticky note and he's never listened to a manifestation or motivational speaker podcast or read a book or anything like that. He just happens to do all those things kind of like you versus right. me and the majority of people out there are kind of like, how do I do this? Where do I learn? What do I listen to? And there's a lot of different resources out there. And But I think that something that I have learned is manifesting and thinking positively or like what you want in your life. Like it's not magic. Like sometimes it's like, I wish I could have this and that's it. Like that's not what manifesting is. And we could like definitely talk more into that because I've listened and read a lot more. But it's kind of, you always say, it's like you have to feel and believe and as if it's already happened. Um, and it's very cool when it does end up working for you. I mean, still looking for my guy out there. If anyone knows anyone, (laughs) but, uh, around the corner, he's yeah. All you need is one. So it's all good. Just one. Well, on that note, hope you have a great rest of your week. Thank you for listening. Keep giving us those great reviews. Yes. Please keep giving us those five stars and those comments and those reviews. If you haven't, please follow, rate, subscribe to Turtle Time wherever you listen to your podcast. Keep sending us your questions on Instagram as well as please writing them in our reviews because we do look at those. And we hope that you have a wonderful rest of your Wednesday. Morning, day, night, week. week. We're sending you lots of love. Lots of positive energy. Manifest what you'd like in life. May all your dreams come true. And go get 10,000 steps. You'll feel a lot better. I think I'm going to do that right now. Yeah, 10,000 steps. It's so beautiful outside. I'm going to do 5,000. That's enough right now. Okay. Well, I've been like tracking 15K, which is great. So You've been doing 15,000 steps a day? Yeah, I'm just really, really, really trying to walk everywhere. Like being, if it's like 45 minutes, I got it. Especially too, when I wake up earlier and I go do a workout class and I walk there and then I walk back and... Good for you. Then I like walk to go meet people after work. It just it just kind of happens when you live in a city. That's one of the the beauties of not having a car, I guess. I I and I also, like 7, steps. I'm trying to save money and not spend money on Ubers. So, and it, while Smart. while it's beautiful out, Smart. might as might as well, might as well. Yeah, it's beautiful weather. All right, everyone, have a wonderful rest of your week. Ciao, Ciao for now. We'll see you next week. Sending you much love. Bye.